Hello, everyone. This is Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits, and Plant Profits is proudly brought to you by Protus Global. I'm real excited today. I have a world traveler on my hands today. I have a great guest, someone that we've been looking forward to having on for some time. The name of our guest is Chelsea Kassar, and Chelsea is the VP of Global Expansion at this wonderful company we all know called Puffco. Chelsea has been so nice to grace our presence today. Chelsea, how are you? I'm doing great, Vern. What an intro. Thank you so much. <laughs> I think I'm as excited to be your guest as you are excited to have me. So yeah. oh, that, that's great. That's great. Because we're going to have, have some fun. You are the classic story of the East Coast girl, right? <laughs> Stuck in a West Coast world, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yes, but you know, you know what they say: you can you can take the East uh, girl out of the East Coast, but you can't take the East Coast out of the girl. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. But it's great. I mean, so you're stuck in LA, yeah. right? I mean, look, look. I mean, I have not interviewed many folks that has had as much experience in one company, regardless of the industry. Yeah, <laughs> as you have. So you you you've been there about ten years. More, right? uh, more. Yeah, you're an intern in 2012, right? You're Ten an years intern. on payroll. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I like it. I like it. So, but think about it. Ten years in this industry that you're in. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's like 80 years. Yeah, it's that's like 80 <laughs> years in cannabis years. You're right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So. You know, I have a lot of questions around how that all works, but, you know, so, so yeah, so you started out as an intern, you, you, you became a sales rep, right? And, and, and then you, you created sales and you led sales Mm -hmm. and now you're expanding the brand across the world. Isn't that great? Yeah. You know, it's, um, I used to, when I was younger, um, Uh school, you know, when you would think like, I want to be this, I want to be that. I never in a million years thought that I would be at the same company for as long as I have been. And I truly can't imagine working with or for any other company in my life. That's amazing. It's how do you do that though? Because nobody thinks like that anymore. You know what it is, is I think in, and I think this is like such a bigger conversation. Um, Yeah. In this world, we have so many options, so many options. If your TV breaks, if your relationship's going through a rough patch, download yeah. an app, you throw the TV out and you get another one. I feel like yeah. it's very rare when people really stop and put the work in to make something great without getting distracted in everything, yeah. in relationships and in work. I think mm-hmm. what made Puffco so easy to stay with one is it's not work to me. You know, like this isn't work. This is, you know, talking to some like-minded individuals, but Puffco changes every few years, just as I'm growing as a person, they're growing as a company, we're growing professionally, we're going, we're growing in innovation. So it's not even the same company it was a year ago. It's not, it's definitely not the same company it was 10 years ago and it's only getting better, which is the exciting part. That that is that is so great. So let let's talk about Puffco because it's Please. it's iconic and <laughs> and and if, if if folks if you have not seen 
the brand, if you're not seeing the products that Puffco creates and produces to the consuming world, your your stuff is beautiful. It is absolutely looks like something out of a a show, a museum, right? It's beautiful. So it's it's great. And it's it's awesome. So what let's talk culture. What about your culture creates that stickiness that you talk about? You know what it is? I think a lot of people try and uh, replicate and buy culture. Not many mm-hmm. are the culture. And okay. I think that's kind of what differentiates us from everybody else. So when you look at Puffco, <clears throat> you're holding one in your hand and you're like, oh, my God, how did they think of that? Oh, my uh-huh. God, it seems so thought yes. out. It's because we're designing products for ourselves. We are hash connoisseurs. We are obsessed with the most perfect and consistent experience of consumption in cannabis. So when you look at culture, mm-hmm. I always thought it was crazy, even at a even when before Puffco, when I would use these devices, and it's just like, how could we possibly expect a factory who has never even seen hash? To create yeah. a device for consuming hash. And that's kind of our secret sauce is the people that work with Puffco, our product design team, our marketing team, our creative team, they are all hash obsessed. They're obsessed with pushing the hash agenda, accelerating mm-hmm. the culture. And how do we do that? We do that by promoting the culture, promoting mm-hmm. the community. Dividing product, uh, designing products that people don't even know they need at the time, right. and we do that by putting all of our <clears throat> all of our eggs in the hash basket because Puffco truly believes that hash is the future. It's the cleanest and best way to consume the plant, in our opinions. Yeah, well, there's a lot of science that supports that. A hundred percent. And don't get me right. wrong, I am a big flower lover. I love okay. consuming flower during the day. However. I found that smoking flour is a bit harder for me than it would be just consuming some hash on my proxy. Right. Yes. Yeah, your pro- the proxies are beautiful. Oh, uh, I love it. Machines. Yeah. They, are, they are beautiful machines. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I love uh, it. I, yeah, they're, they're great. No, that's, that's interesting. So you are the culture. Yes. The people are the culture. You're the making people. products not to sell, but making products you want to use. And, and, and you know what's really cool about our incredible in-house design team and our CEO, Roger? Roger uh-huh. is such a visionary. Really. Have you ever seen the Netflix show, The Queen's Gambit? Oh, love the, it. The one? Yeah. That's yeah. Roger. Roger is able to look at the ceiling and see the moves and see mm-hmm. what it's going to be in two to five years. The products that we are putting out now were ideated years ago. And what's brilliant about our chief technology officer, Roger, our marketing team is we start creating products knowing the industry may not be ready for it yet. So we put out certain products in order for the industry to go at that speed. And I'll give you I'll give you an example. We okay. first put out the Puffco Plus because okay. we had this idea for the peak, Roger and our CTO Avi but we knew that we were a four-person company, you know, six-person company in Brooklyn. These West Coast cats aren't going to give a, you know, give a crap about what we have to say. So yeah. we put the plus back in, I want to say, 2016. Prior to that, in the entire industry, everybody was using, I don't know if you remember, coils. 
in those vape pens. Yes. Oh, yes. yeah. People were judging your product at the amount of smoke and vapor production that was coming out of it. Forget the fact that we were burning our throats. We're putting our not clean medicine on metal wires. Yes. And Roger was, you know, sat there and he's like, you know, because we're in New York at the time. Hash yeah. is so expensive. Do yeah. I really want to either A, take a dab or I'm not really sure how to do everything right with timing it, the yeah. titanium, or do I want to put it on a metal wire? Nope, that doesn't seem great. <laughs> so we brought in Avi, um, Avi Badgepai, who's our chief yeah. technology officer. And we made the Puffco Plus, which is the first rendition ever of a vaporizer pen with no coils, a fully ceramic chamber. Everybody thought we were crazy. We actually won High Times SoCal Cup in 2016 for best vaporizer. And Roger went on stage with uh, me and Roger to accept the award. And he uh -huh. shouted at the microphone. And fuck coils. <laughs> and, everybody, and everybody was like, what are you talking about? But that was the beginning yeah. of Puffco being like, guys, this is what you think. Let us show you why this is better. Let us show you that you're making some of the best product in the industry. Taste it. And from yeah. there, the Puffco Plus became one of the most awarded vaporizers ever. All the high times cups. We were one of the first brands to win a Spanibus International for best vaporizer. From there, yeah. Now we got people's attention. Now people are like, okay, Puffco, you know, yeah. what now? So when we put out the original peak in 2018, people weren't like, who's this company? You know, they're like, ah, they know Hatch. And that's yeah. kind of how it started. <laughs> Great. No, it's, 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 a, it's a hell of a story. So look, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come right back. And then I really want to dive into... How do you actually get other people to come into your world, your culture at Puffco and survive since, you know, there's, there's a handful of folks that's been there a long time. So let's, let's do that. This is Vern Davis. I am your host of Plant Profits and Plant Profits is probably brought to you by Protus Global. And my guest today is Chelsea Kassauer and she is the head of global expansion for Puffco. She is the VP of Global Expansion for Puffco. We'll be right back. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Hey, welcome back to Plant Profits. I'm your host, Vern Davis, and Plant Profits is brought to you by Protus Global. And my guest today is Chelsea Kassauer, and she is the VP of Global Expansion at the wonderful Puffco. And we're we're having a, a conversation about really their journey at Puffco. And 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 we started this conversation, Chelsea, about your culture. And I always wonder, you made a bold statement, which I think is something I'm gonna put quotations by. And that statement was that you are the culture. The people are the culture. You guys didn't try to buy the culture. You are the culture. And that makes it stick and that makes it sustainable. That makes it repeatable, right? Because it's natural. You're living it. It, it is what it is. How do you get people into that? How do you go find somebody? Because you're growing. And how do you go find people 
that can survive, thrive, love, be that culture? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think that's the question that most of these corporate cannabis companies are asking. I think that, you know, if conventional business practices worked in cannabis, I think a lot more people would still be here. A lot more people would be more successful. And it's not, this is not a conventional industry. And I think people need to stop trying to force that in. This is a culture industry and that's never going to go away. So Mm -hmm. in another, you know, industry, when people put out new products, they try and go for rock stars, right? You know, you Mm -hmm. see it, there's the, there's the same, you know, group of 10 celebrities that people will go after when they launch a product. We did the opposite. We wanted to, we wanted to platform the celebrities and the rock stars in our industry. Instead of trying to cut, you know, um, an A-list celebrity a check to post our product, we were sponsoring Glass Vegas. We were going to mm-hmm. the Age Glass show. We would find the people that were making the best glass pieces and people that were mm-hmm. making some of the best hash at the time and the people were innovating. You know, I remember mm-hmm. sitting in a room with Steve Bates. I remember sitting in a room in Seattle trying rosin for the first time with the Fire Brothers in the 2015 Secret Cup. And that's that's the culture. It's that is when the industry started growing and Puffco was right there with it. So mm-hmm. what we usually do is how can we possibly support platform, the innovators, the cultures within our space? So we do things like one, we attend, you know, we are one of the main sponsors at the Emerald Cup. We're one of the yeah. main, uh, main sponsors at Degenerate Flame Off, which is a glass competition. We try mm-hmm. and find the center of the culture and the community. And we align with those people to say, hey, how can we support what you're doing? Because without you, there is no us. Without the hatch makers, Puffco doesn't exist. Without the Mm -hmm. glass community, it's really hard to merge those worlds of art and technology. Of course, Mm -hmm. it would be easy to, you know, go overseas and mass produce something, but there's no magic in that. There's Mm -hmm. no culture in that. We'd rather find one of the best glass artists in the space and work collaboratively with them so we can put at scale a design that people want, but in turn, protecting and keeping the culture by constantly investing and supporting it. Wow. That's that's great. That's great. What about that? That that makes a lot of sense. And I've never heard it put quite that way. Mm-hmm. about how you look at the business. So the stars are already in your business. The stars are in our business. The, and that's, I think, what people, <clears throat> I think mm-hmm. that's what people get confused is yeah. when we say we are the culture, I'm not saying Puffco is the culture. I'm saying that the people that are working in Puffco, working with Puffco, working that might not have anything to do with Puffco yet, but without yeah. the culture, without the people, we'd still be in four-person, six-person company in a basement in Cobble Hill, Brooklyn. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, So that's something when I hire people from my team, even the whole, which we'll get here, my whole international strategy is culture. That's it. I'm not just trying to find the person with the most amount of money. I'm trying Mm -hmm. to find the person that's going to have the biggest impact on the culture at that time in those markets. Got it. Got it. All right. So when I say Italy, Mm -hmm. France, Mm -hmm. Germany, Mm -hmm. the UK, and Spain Mm -hmm. to you, what do you think of? Culture. I think of 
insane potential possibilities. I don't know if you can, you guys can't see me, but if you can hear it in my voice and ask Vern, my eyes are sparkling right now. They are. When I think of international, every neuron in my heart fires because it feels how it felt in 2013. Yeah. It is. It is. There's so so many talented people that are pushing, putting themselves, their family at risk. So we can push and accelerate cannabis culture and hash culture and uh-huh. traveling around the world. My God, are we in a bubble here? We are. Wow. Let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about the similarities and the differences in these mm-hmm. these markets. Now, what I just listed represents basically 62% of the European market consumption, right? Mm-hmm. They're those countries, right? Italy. $10 billion, France, $9 billion, Germany, $8 billion, UK, $6 billion, Spain, about $6 billion, right? That's about 62% of consumption in, in the European marketplace. And you're spending time over there now in your new, your new role and what you're trying to do with, with Puffco. Yes. Talk, talk to us about what you notice. You've been in the, you're a perfect person to talk to. You've been in this market. <laughs> And this industry since 2013, right? <laughs> and we're, for some reason, we're just now, over the last couple of years, really finding the international markets. So here we go. Yes. Talk to us about that. So I actually dipped my toes in the international okay. market in 2015. Okay. So we sponsored. So for those of you who don't know, there is the one of the biggest no, the biggest global conference in the world called Spanibus. Mm-hmm. That occurred yes, you're just there. You were just yes. there. I yeah. actually just got back from a seven week tour around Europe and Africa with my team. It, it okay. was incredible. But we were in Spanibus, which has about a two year waiting list for brands. Okay. So I inquired uh, in 2014. They were like, they laughed at me. They're like, girl, we got a six year waiting list. I don't even know who Puffco is. They ended up last minute, you know, I'm in, I'm in sales. I would email every two months like, hey, did anyone cancel? And yeah. they uh, ended up doing a mini show in Madrid. And they were like, hey, this is short notice. If you want to get in a sponsorship. I was like, Roger, trust me, this is it. And actually, that is how we cut the three to four year waiting list to get into the okay. because we took the investment on a very small show with the brand. So Dipping my toes, I remember being in Madrid in 2015, seeing like Moroccan hash for the first time and smoking it in my Puffco. And I was Uh like, you guys know what hash is? And they all laughed at me. They're like, oh, sweetie, hash was made here. Like, (laughs) this is like, you know, like, oh, okay, sit down. Let me tell you a story. And ever since then, you know, primarily my focus was I I, I was the VP of sales um, and business Uh development. So my job was building out Puffco sales teams, distribution networks. I was overseeing all revenue. And recently, Roger and I went to Germany, Mary Jane Berlin, and another really big conference. And we saw the colossal potential opportunity culture. And Roger looked mm-hmm. at me and I looked at him and he said, you know what you have to do now, right? <laughs> and he was like, I need you to do what you did in the U.S. globally. Mm-hmm. I need you to build the team. I need you to build our brand. I need you to, you know, make hash accessible to everybody. 
So that kind of kicked me off to really like not only traveling, but searching, listening. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that in my opinion, the best hash in the world is in Barcelona. Really? Down statement. There is this um, club called Uncle's Farm. Shout mm-hmm. out to you. Where he's actually making something called Piatella, where he is taking basically water hash and he's curing it in a special way that when you open it, I'm not kidding. I salivated. I drooled on myself. It's really embarrassing. I drooled on myself when I smelled it. And I I was so scared. I thought I drooled on the hash. It's like big Piatella loaf. But what that shows is it doesn't matter if it's not a U.S. company. These people are not only putting out the best hash, but they're innovating hash. Mm -hmm. You have to realize over here, I think it was 2018 when people started cold curing the their rosin uh-huh. after that there's really been no innovations in in process not processing but once the hash was finished and cold curing that was it the industry kind of hit a halt so now there's this piatella craze happening with the hash makers mm-hmm. in the u.s that came from spain and you know it's even better the people that are making some of the most incredible hash in spain are from italy which is so interesting because italy wow is such a dangerous market. When I was in Rome, I found one person, Mm -hmm. ash and flour. And then as I was really kind of, you know, discovering the Italian Mm -hmm. market, I think I met three hash makers in Italy. There's plenty of, and let me, let me rephrase that. There are plenty of Italian hash makers that are in Spain. There are very few people in Italy that are that are doing what they're doing there because of how illegal it is. Ah. The show got raided by police when I was there and we were vending. Scare! I don't know if you've ever seen Italian police. There are levels. I have. They're scary. They're freaking scary. And there's different levels of police, which I didn't know. So there's like yeah. one color shirt, two color shirts. And yeah. And they were just walking around with dogs. They were giving people a hard time. And you know what the messed up part was? They were there to intimidate people to not come to the show. They weren't arresting people. I think one person got a fine. But Mm -hmm. they were purely there to scare us. And when that happens, that inspires me more on what do we have to do to normalize this plan? What do we have to do so this doesn't happen anymore? Or instead of you coming with force, you're approaching us with curiosity. You're asking questions. You're not demanding or, or berating us for joining in a legal, a legal way. Person, that's what I'd like to see from the Italian market. But that being said, going back to it, some of the most incredible products, some of the most incredible flowers, some of the most incredible hash I've ever consumed were in Barcelona, Spain. Wow. That's that's news. That's great. That is that is great. T- tell me about your job though. Tell me about what you actually do okay i know you travel all over the place you're introducing puffco you're trying to find hash makers and connoisseurs accelerate hash make uh, accelerate hash culture Vern. that's my job how do you do that how do you do that i'm still trying to figure it out no i'm kidding Vern. um (laughs) you know what you do really this is kind of you know the secret sauce it's aligning with like-minded individuals it's my team i i wish i can take the credit I can't. I work with um, a very small team, but okay. I have, it's like a, like a little tripod partnership we have. And we actually just hired somebody yesterday. Very excited, but it's a culture play, right? I have Franco, 
Shout out to Franco. That's my boy. He okay. is my number two for sales. He okay. basically takes all the partnerships that we find and he manages them. He grows them. And we work together consultatively with all of these partners in each state on how, not how we can sell more vaporizers, how mm -hmm. we can accelerate hash culture. Hey, by you coming into this market where there's already a hash culture, we're now growing two revenue streams because people mm -hmm. have hash, but they have no way to smoke it. Right. That's where we come in. And in right. terms with that, I work with this incredibly talented woman. Her name is Juliana Cardenas, also known as Fahi Shark, who is also the creator of Ego Clash. I don't know if you've ever heard one of the founders of Ego Clash with third gen Brandon. Ego Clash is an invite only hash and flower competition in Spain and California every year. But what's magical about it is it's not just people from California and Spain. There are people from all over the world. There's people from London. There's people from Argentina, from Chile, from the U.S. And most recently on our trip to Africa, she invited oh. hash makers to, from Africa to compete. So what it is, it's this table where all of the best hash makers from all over the world put their best entries forward and compete for the spot. But you have to be invited. Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what so what we do with that is due to that competition, we now have a Rolodex of all the most incredible hash makers all over the world. So okay. when Puffco wants to enter a market, what we do is we reach out to these hash makers, we meet with them, we align with them, mm -hmm. we give them our product. And I remember we were recently in Africa, shout out to Dr. Green Buddha, who makes incredible hash. He gave us a jar and I gave him a proxy mm -hmm. and he used it. He went like a, like a, like a four-year-old smiled. He said, I've never tasted my Terps like this. Wow. And that blue, that and one other thing was probably my biggest takeaway when we were in Italy. This young kid, not young kid, excuse me. He was he was younger, walks up uh -huh. to our booth with two people, two um, older people behind him. And he said, hey, these are my parents. They want to try my extract. They've uh -huh. never taken a dab before. They don't understand what I'm doing. I brought them here. I would love for them to taste my hash. And we sat there with this kid and he uh -huh. was able to give his parents his hash. a dab off the proxy of tasting yeah. his work. So sad. It was so cute. That's great. No, that's that's pretty exciting, actually. Yeah. So talk to me about building this brand. Yes. Yeah. And, and so I, I love you. So you have a very authentic way of approaching this expansion to these other markets, right? How, how important is Europe? Is is Latin America any part in your in Vern? Your brain? We're sleeping on Latin America, Vern. When I tell you, because here's I how I, here's how I look at it. Latin America is going to take the most work, not because there's hash. In my opinion, Chile, Santiago is on par with Barcelona in certain aspects. But the legislation is way harder to navigate in Latin, whereas mm. vaporizers are illegal in Uruguay, Argentina, Brazil. And we can't ship vaporizers to Mexico because of laws. And the reason okay. for that 
is do you remember in like September 2020-2019 when the war on vaporizers came but it was really oh yeah but it was really supposed to be e-liquid and tobacco products right but because the laws and legislations are uh, are so vague unfortunately vaporizers like for consumption got grouped into it oh it was a big deal it was it was it was a big hit to the business. Yeah, it was crazy. And you're yeah. telling me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you lived it. the amazing part. We used our network mm-hmm. and we actually sat and had a meeting with the Minister of Health in Uruguay where we were able to sit with him. I showed him hash. I mm-hmm. showed him Puffco. And I okay. said, this is not a tobacco product. This is for this, which your people are allowed to grow. Your people are allowed to make this in their homes. Because really what these governments are trying to do, it's honorable, is protect their people. They don't want somebody, but there's not a lot of research on e-liquid. There's not a lot of research on making BHO. They don't want people blowing up. They don't want people getting sick. So once I sat with him and I explained it to him, he sat back and he was like, okay. And now we're working collaboratively with their office for them to pilot a program where they might segment tobacco vaporizers, consumption vaporizers. Great. That's, that's, that's awesome Mm -hmm. advancement. That is, that is great. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come right back and we're going to finish up. I'm Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits. Plant Profits is brought to you by Produce Global. My wonderful guest today is Chelsea Kassar and she's the VP of Global Expansion for Puffco. We'll be right back. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Welcome back, everyone. This is Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits, and we proudly bring to you today Chelsea Kassar, and she is the VP of Growth for Puffco, and she's doing it. Uh, it's been a great conversation. Look, there's a, there's a couple things I really want to get into, and it's it's really about how you define success. Right? How are you in this new role? You've been doing this August, September, October last year. So, so how do you define success? How do you know you're making the progress? And is it cultural progress? Is it economic progress? Is it sales growth? How do you know? I think if Puffco was worried on the, about the bottom line, we would have never came out with the peak. <laughs> So I think if it was about money for us, we wouldn't be here. How I gauge success personally is the amount of new people that are exposed to hash and our and our brand. To okay. me, if I can go to a market and I can meet two people that were afraid of dabbing. Mm-hmm. And I can take the time to explain to them the benefits of hash and how Puffco makes that easy. In my mind, it's a success. My chief revenue officer might not agree with that, but um, I'm just kidding. Shout out to him. <laughs> um, but uh, I really think like that and learning, right? Because nobody's ever done this. And I think that's the most exciting part. Nobody has ever from the US, at least in our category, have okay. gone out. Actually, no, maybe PAX. Shout out to PAX. PAX is one mm-hmm. of the, they're a flower device and they are the pioneers mm-hmm. of this industry. They do a great job in, in Europe, but not many people in our category has taken the time to invest in a culture like this. I can, I actually think I can, I can confidently say in our category, no one has really done that. 
People will go to these markets. They try and find the biggest distributor on paper. They try and sell them a bunch of units. And mm-hmm. then they're like, all right, great. I'll talk to you in a month. Here are right. a bunch of display stands to put in your stores. I think it's rare when people actually get in with the distributors and the culture players. What I like to do is if you're good on paper, sure. What are you doing to push the culture in your market? Are you just selling vaporizers? No. Are you doing events? Are you teaching people about the products that you're taking their money for? That's Mm -hmm. what I want to work with. And in my opinion, the more activations that we're doing in a market, the more educational pushes that we're doing in a market, that's success for me. And I'll give you a quick example. We recently just went to South Africa. Yeah. We met, um, I mentioned him before, Dr. Green Buddha. And we Mm -hmm. started a partnership with HydroBiz is their name. They have never sold vaporizers in their life. You know what they sell? They sell grow equipment. And they're selling equipment to all of the at-home growers in Africa. One of their main people is one of the biggest hash makers in South Africa. We worked out a deal with them where they are now our partner in South Africa. And every few weeks, they are doing um, events with Puffco where they'll set up in a shop and people will come and they can try the proxy. They can try the pro. They can ask Mm -hmm. questions. They can see hash. And they can now, now there's a conversation around it. Now there's learnings. Now there's teaching. Yes, we sell products at that show, but we sell more after because what happens is now this person is bought in. They are sold on the ecosystem. They're sold on the vision. They understand what we're trying to do. Now, when they go home with their proxy, they pull Mm -hmm. it out in front of their friend. Their friend goes, what the hell is that? Sit down, man. Open your (laughs) mouth. (laughs) <laughs> and you know, and, and that's to me, that is success. I think the grassroots method is way more in our industry. I think the grassroots, no pun intended method is mm-hmm. way more impactful than an ad on a billboard or a something you leave behind in a store. Yeah. So what what device do you like to use out of your own collection? It depends. Show it to, if you got it, show it to me. I am looking at something, but if I show uh-huh. it to you, Roger will kill me because it's new. It's new. It's oh, new. come on. We make news here. We make I news know. here. I'll tell you what. This is going to put the new in news. How's okay. that? Um, okay. <laughs> when I'm home, mm-hmm. um, I am constantly using my Peak Pro with my 3D okay. chamber and a ball cap. Um, okay. When I travel, my proxy, 100%. Literally, I have a proxy in my office. I have a proxy in my bag. I even have a proxy in my car. I do not use it while I'm driving. But when I pull up to when I pull up to training, I train jujitsu. Yeah. Um, I use my proxy oh. before and after. Oh my god, uh-huh. jujitsu is. We don't have time for this. Jujitsu no. is the probably the only other thing in my life I am as passionate about as Puffco. So shout out to the Fonseca brothers out of Tory. I spend more time anywhere. Let's go. So, so what level are you? And you I just, just got asked. Yeah. I just got asked. I'm a blue belt, baby. I'm a, I'm a baby blue belt. I got my blue belt about a year ago. I train anywhere from two to three times a day. And it is, um, you know, it's interesting, right? I smoke cannabis before I train. And it Mm -hmm. helps me so much. It helps me calm. It helps me think. And when I don't smoke and the adrenaline hits, I'm a spaz. I'm just throwing my limbs everywhere. When I'm, when I consume, I'm calculated. 
Mm -hmm. I'm breathing. I'm thinking. I'm being proactive, not reactive. Um, And that's all. Shout out to Gustavo and Alexis, because that's all because then they took this big, spazzy, big, spazzy, strong white belt and turned me into a calculated blue belt. So. That's great. No, that's congratulations. And getting those belts in jujitsu is very tough. You know what the hardest one is? The hardest belt you get? The white one. Because that means you have to start. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. This is, look, I love this conversation. We could talk for hours. (laughs) Yes. Uh, No, it's it's great. And I want to thank you, Mm -hmm. Chelsea, for being here. My guest today on Plant Profits is Chelsea Kassar. And she is the VP of Growth at Puffco, doing an amazing thing. She's all about the culture, and that's just a wonderful thing. And I, I want all of you to, to go look for our podcast, Plant Profits, anywhere you get it. Get your podcast. If you listen to podcasts, any platform, Spotify, Apple, anywhere, iHeart, Cannabis Radio. Cannabis Radio is our partner in this this adventure and they're they're wonderful. We have a wonderful relationship with Cannabis Radio. And Plant Profit is brought to you by Protus Global. And I want you to go take a look at my company, Protus Global, and see how we are changing lives and building companies uh, as we do what we do in the cannabis uh, arena and space. And that's P-R-O-T-I-S global.com. This is Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. Until next time, cheers. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.